0: I selected the topic for this morning several months ago, uh, when I realized that today would be the day before Valentine's Day, um, and some I really didn't have what went with it, you know, lined out in my mind at that point. But somewhere, I guess, in the background, Carlos Castaneda was floating around. Um, because in the teachings of Don Juan, which was Castaneda's first book, it talks a whole lot about a path with heart. Um, Some people think of Don Juan as this big lover, but in in the Castaneda uh, books, or that one anyway, Don Juan is a yaki brujo, which is a person with knowledge Um, The the word translates into witch, but it's actually more of a shaman uh, figure that deciphers mysteries and then passes on information. Um, But Castaneda studied with with Don Juan uh, while he was also in school and then wrote down the things that were shared with him. Anyway... That was floating around in these files someplace. These dusty old files. Uh, But if I speak to you of being on a path, what comes to mind for you first? Do you think of your career path? Do you think of um, that green line on one of the investment company commercials? You know that... uh, Or do you think of... Love and relationships. What about ideas of walking the walk? I don't know what comes up for you first. I talk a lot about spiritual paths, but I'm not sure how much time we spend thinking. In reference to those. But when we talk about walking the walk, it's easy to carry that progression into from the idea of a path with heart into thinking about what's the right path, which is a very different thing. When we talk about right path, then I'm carried into ideas like the Buddhist eightfold path. You know, right understanding, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. All of these things that are only developed through discipline and commitment But I think often, if we focus on right paths, we stop ourselves from doing anything. There's a paradox here because I think those things are very important. I was trying to share paradoxical ideas with the children this morning. Uh, But we'll hobble ourselves if we equate right with perfection. We may be busy persuading ourselves that it's, that it's not the right time to take action or speak out on something or change something in our lives because we don't yet have all the information we want or we're not good enough at it yet. Or we're not confident in a decision yet. Maybe we won't undertake things unless we feel confident ahead of time that we're going to be able to do it perfectly, whatever it is. Now certainly there are things that, before us, that require we not make mistakes, where errors can be grave. But those things are very specific and very far between, really, unless, of course, you're a surgeon. Or uh, I had a number of examples, but they've fallen out of my files. Um, but I'd like to remind you on this Valentine's Day Eve... That you are in this moment perfectly who you need to be in this moment. Can you own that? Can you feel that? Can you accept you as being wholly perfect in this moment for everything you need to be in this moment? In the first book of the Hebrew Testament, in the first creation story in Genesis, God speaks light into being, right? God doesn't say or think, great, perfect. God thinks it's good. Same thing happens as the story goes on until we get beyond the creation of human beings and God looks at everything that God has created and thinks it's good. Now, if this story of perfection doesn't bother to say that plants and light and water and earth and humans and animals are perfect, but chooses rather to say they're good. Might not the lesson there be that good is good enough? We're always in process. And being on a path with heart carries us forward in the process. A path with heart is, as I suggested during our time of reflection, an answer that rises from within us when and only when we stop to ask that question. Eightfold path, doing everything the right way, some things that require precision, A path with heart and being exactly who you need to be in the moment, however imperfect that is. The path with heart stands independent of how much revenue or recognition may be generated by our path. It stands independent each aspect i think of of it stands independent of the of the other things that we might hold as a background for context if we look at what's going on in egypt right now the way that change happened and the repercussions and that it's carrying through that whole region the things that set it up the th- the things that it's facilitating in the minds and form- formulations of other people in other nations someone maybe many some ones were in sync and resonating with the fact that this was the time. If it had happened before, we don't know that it could have been successful. If it had happened later, we don't know that it could have been successful. This was the time. First Unitarian Church in Dallas has an overarching theme for the year for all of their worship services of call, call, and discernment. Calling and discernment. There's an old joke that most of you have probably heard about. There's a path with a fork. One fork goes to heaven. The other fork goes to a discussion about heaven. And the Unitarians always take the fork for the discussion. I think those cliches are becoming less and less accurate. A few years ago that concept of calling wouldn't be discussed in unitarian churches not many of them maybe some of the maybe some of the very traditional old churches but discernment of a calling which speaks of something deeper talking to us is challenging Our boxes. It's challenging our backgrounds against which we have been measuring things for some time. What's the difference between a person who has nothing and is totally happy with themselves? And at peace, and someone who has everything, including a noble profession, um, health, wealth, that's not happy. What makes that difference? I would submit that perhaps it has to do with being on one's own path. Like I said earlier, the nobility of that path has nothing to do with whether it's the right one for you. I think we're moving into new paradigms. And we need to be prepared to question Our assumptions, and I know I say that a lot, but I think it's I think it's important, and I think we're consistently being shown that that's true. There is peace and contentment that rests deeper than the fluctuations and of circumstances and interactions in our lives an essential vitality that lives there because it, is, it resonates with our own being and from our own being. The path with heart, after all, is what genuinely we want to do. Not superficially, but as a recognition of self that goes beyond what may, we may even know of self. The gusto is what we find in the swells of the currents that carry us on such a path. Castaneda wrote, "Uh, You must always keep in mind that a path is only a path. Each path is only one of a million paths. If you feel that you must now follow it, or must not follow it, you need not stay with it under any circumstances. Any path is only a path. There is no affront to yourself or others in dropping a path if that is what your heart tells you to do. But your decision to keep on a path or to leave it must be free from fear and ambition. I caution you, look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it on as many times as you think necessary. Then, then, ask yourself and yourself alone this one question. Does this path have heart? All paths are the same. They lead nowhere. They are paths going through the brush or into the brush or under the brush of the universe. The only question, the only question is, does this path have heart? If it does, then it's a good path. Even the most exalted states and the most exceptional spiritual accomplishments are unimportant if we cannot be happy with the most basic and ordinary things and ways. If with our hearts we cannot touch one another and the life we have been given. What matters is how we live. In the familiar words of Mother Teresa, "It is not in this life we cannot do great things; we can only do small things with great love." In Valentine's, we think of love, we think of loved ones, we think of hearts and flowers. it's there, all of it's here, right now, in the quiet, we hear what our hearts tell us, we hear what our deepest understanding tells us. We may be called to take stands that we've resisted because we didn't think we had all the the information we needed. We may be called to do things that we might not do perfectly. You may be called to rest. But you don't know until you listen and until you ask the question.